episode is brought to you by Studman 1988. Want a designer fragrance for an affordable price? Visit Studman1988.com and use code HOODIE10 to save 10% on your purchase. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Mally J, here with another beautiful episode. I don't have the pad in front of me, so I can't get the applause. But I have uh, a gentleman here who's known me dang near my whole life. And uh, he's a great basketball coach, great father, he's a great mentor. I got Coach Lamar. Michaels. What's going on? That's your real name, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a dope name. Thank you. Have a have a first name as a last name. Oh my god. Where that where's that come from? Oh that's my father's last name, so I think it's like I think it's French. I don't even know. French. It might be. It might be. I French. Yeah. Bonjour type shit. Okay. Don't get me lying to you. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> but nah, he's a um like I said, a phenomenal basketball coach. He's a phenomenal mentor too. That's what a lot of people don't know. Like when you give your care when you give your kids into this man's care, like this is a mentor. Like this is somebody that's gonna change their lives. And I'm um, I'm a witness, bro. I'm a total witness. He's been with me since day one. Even beyond basketball. We would sit um we would sit at Stanton for like two hours after he talked oh, yeah. business. He'd be like, Man, like, how your job doing? I'll be like I'm like sixteen and he still asks me, you know, what you doing with your money? You know, you want people like this in your kids' lives, y'all. You really do. Yeah. So coach, I, thank you honestly, you know, for the work you put in around the town and Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know, you you ain't have to do it. I know. Now, right? (laughs) Keep going, man. It's the grind. It's the grind. When people tell you you can't, you just keep figuring out a way. So, what made you get into like the coaching, especially around here? Like, where did it start? It's so crazy because um, I started when I was in college. It's I didn't know like you know what I really really wanted to do, but I got into I was majoring in. Graphic design and business oh. management. I actually wanted to be a barber. I wanted to open up my own barber shop. My father used to cut hair. Oh, were? Yeah. So my dad always cut hair, and he taught me how to cut hair. So I started cutting hair like eighth grade. I still can cut. I can still cut razor, all that stuff. I can do everything. Mm. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to school, get my business degree, and still do my graphic art stuff because I love to draw. And then um, I came home one summer, and my coach was like, oh, you want to do a couple of basketball camps? I said, yeah, why not? You know, you know what I'm saying? I understood the game, whatever, yeah. whatever. And I started doing it. I was like, yo, this is fun. <laughs> it's the fun part of putting kids that probably don't know each other, that have different aspects, different strengths, and then creating a team to beat other teams. And it's so crazy and see how you put it together mm. and to watch them win. And so I was like, yo, this is, I really enjoyed it. So I just kept doing it, doing it, doing it. Then I started to see where my skill level was. So I would do personal training with certain kids. Now, what age are you now? I mean, like when you first were starting this 18. out. 18. Wow, 18. Yeah, 18. I was like, I was. I did St. Thomas More camp. I did uh, Interface camp. I did. Get out of here. Yeah, I did a lot of camps. I was doing camps like crazy. But I never thought like, oh, I can make a living out of this or, oh, I want to be a big time high school coach or anything like that. And then just funny how I just kept getting into it. And then one of our coaches got me a coaching certificate and stuff like that. And I was like, damn, I'm really (laughs) 
I'm really doing it. Could be that guy. Yeah, I'm like, I'm on the sideline with the coaches, shaking hands. You know, it's starting to get real. People start to see you, and you're like, oh, you coach at blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, and then it just kept going. Wow, so 18. Yeah. And now here you are X amount of years later, and yeah, now it's really starting. To, I mean, if you got the merch, yo, these guys got merch, bro. <laughs> that's, you know, that's our DHW Knights, our AAU team. I teamed up with uh, your boy Reese. Me and him, we Reese have. He's one of my other kids that I had when he was younger, and his mind is like just like yours. Like, yeah, you guys are consistently always thinking and moving and always on it. So you know, shout out to Reese and stuff. So we combined it. And I told him I had the nonprofit. I had all the other stuff already set up. He's like, let's do it, coach. And we did it. This is our second year. And, yo, it turned out great. Mm. And we're just growing. We're slowly and growing. And um, I love it because the, the, the what's behind it is deeper than what some of these other coaches are doing. Mm. You know what I mean? It's more than just that. That's yeah. my cousin says about this. It's more than a podcast. It's a movement. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that that's just always going to keep going and right. keep and keep progressing. And that, that's why, like, I use Tupac as like a great example because although he's not here, he's still here. Mm-hmm. And I always said, I'm like, dang, if I'm gonna do something for a city, I gotta be the Tupac of the city, bro. There you go. Even if I'm not present with you that's, on Earth, that's dope. Like you still have my principles, you still have my weight. Like you can't say nobody tried. Mm. Yeah, that's dope. But man, you guys are kicking. He, we had a little off-camera conversation about um about the turnout. Yeah, from last year to this I, year. Because I'm a, I'm a frequent. You know, I ain't no coach, but you right. Know, I like to yell at kids, so I do. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I understand Definitely. the game a little bit better. Yeah, and you know it wasn't. You know it was. It was an L, you know. I mean, they're all dubs, but I think now that I'm starting to do business more, I call an L for an L. I stopped trying to save my L's. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if it's an L, it's, it just didn't really. It worked out, but it didn't really work out. Uh, you, never count as an L. No, no, never count as an L because you have to try. You always got to keep trying and get, and you get better. It's just trial and tribulation. So you're just getting better. First time you do it, boom. Like right now, we're doing it here. You know what I mean? I might see you six months. Mm. You, someone may contract you out. And now you're doing studios. You're doing big time people. Mm. It was trying to air it. And you learn how to business savvy. You learn how to get your money right. You learn how to change up the questions. You, everything is trying to air. Like I, like I said, you've already seen it from last year to where it is. And to me even starting DHW Athletics. Like, I was just out there training, 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 getting around, you know, pricing it out, getting it out there. I didn't even have a, um, I didn't even have a place to, like, do the workouts. Yeah, you was outside. But COVID was a crazy blessing, though, because. Mm, you caught was, it. That was the smartest thing to do, to do all my trainings outside. Spacing. No, you got to worry about it. People don't have to be near people. They want to be outside. They want to lose weight. They want to exercise. Oh, you caught a COVID bag. So that's. <laughs> That's what I did. I traveled to people's houses. I started doing, I started um, writing meal plans and stuff like that. I started, I just, I was like, yo, I don't take no for an answer or someone tell me that you can't do something. Mm. We even transformed my basement into a gym. We <laughs> took all the money from what, we, mm. what I did in the gym and then put my son on. My son started 
killing trainings and stuff like that. And he was like, yo, dad, he's like, I got extra money. <laughs> he was like, I got extra money. I'm like, yeah, yeah, make sure you put money back into the business. <laughs> put it back into the business. Wow. But it's, it's dope, man. So my question, ultimately, what was that like deciding factor that this was it? And we, I'm going to run with this. I'm going to put my son onto this. Mm. And I'm going to make this like me. Like, what was that deciding factor there's, in you? Oh, there's so much. There's so much. Um, one, everybody, no one can ever do it like how you do it, right? It's true. You know, you no one can ever do it like you do it. And I feel that I bring a different aspect to it. Just from my background perspective, like, I can relate to the kid who's been poor and homeless to relate to the people who got money and um mm. been somewhere and done some things I, mm. I that's what i like about my brand like i can relate to anybody and i can get through and it's just not oh we're doing training to get better it's me building your confidence it's me getting you stronger it's it's getting you out to the community so that you meet people and that you understand like this is this isn't the only basketball players that you're going to play against you're going to play against division one players division two players yeah or football you're going to be playing against this kid and this kid yeah are you a division three are you an elite player like you know kids are getting scholarships but for me like i said it's just something i wanted to do and i always wanted to give back and i wanted to Mm. and i told i told my son this one that i I just want to be known for one giving back, but also, I want to create my own history. Mm-hmm. You know, I would like to be known by the world. Write your own history book. Yeah. I said the same thing. I want to be known by the world. Mm. You look at celebrities on TVs; they started somewhere. They, so, I was gonna say they could do it. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I'm like, you invite me to come do something, I'm gonna come out in there and do it. I don't ask to be paid about it mm. unless it's something that I'm really bringing value to what I do. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna I'm gonna do it in if it's helping someone out to get to the next level, if it's something where the buzz is gonna keep growing, then I'm gonna do it. Hmm. I'm just gonna do it and keep going. My next question. You've seen like a lot of us young kids, <clears throat> you know, like grow up and stuff. Like you how many years how many NFA classes you see graduate? Oh shoot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um We put it in dumb terms. Oh my god. So nineteen ninety six. Seven, I graduated high school. That was eighteen. Um, so from ninety eight on, yeah, from ninety eight on. Like, there's some kids. There's some kids. Like I said, there's some kids. Like, remember at the point I told you that there were some kids I trained to see if I can get them to the next level. I know there's two to three kids that I don't change that I don't train <laughs> went from freshman point guard hmm. to starting point guard at NFA. Three of them. And I know, and, and proof is in the pudding. And they'll tell you, one of them was my boy KJ. Okay. One of them is um, Irvin. They call him Bougie. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, he had, okay. He had transferred to East Line. He was one of my kids. Really? I trained him no, from I, from when he. I enjoyed going against him. Those yeah. are them days was fun. Yeah, so some days was him. fun. And then, um, oh my god, I cannot think of this kid's name, man. 
Oh, I miss him because he was such a hard worker. He was a mm. lefty. He was a lefty. I cannot think of it. It'll come to me, but but it was three of them. So that's what made me think, like, yo, I'm pretty good at this. Hmm. NFA is a double L school. These kids went from freshman up to varsity starting. They compete with the best. Their mindset is different, hmm. you know? And you think about, even think about when we did AU. And I got to coach your team. Yo. For the first time. For the first, the first, first time, time ever, bro. And we went straight to the championship. First I time ever. Changed everything that you guys did in one Won the game like it was nothing. But what amazes me, too, is that we never had no coach that year. We had some flippy-floppy situation. Mm -hmm. So you came in on a Saturday morning and was to be able to have that much control over children, to be able to say, listen, y'all. This is what you're gonna do. You go hit this wing. You're gonna do. It. We ran. We ran red. If you know what red is, I'll call Bobby Smith right now. <laughs> Me, yeah. by you remember Allen too, mm -hmm. the Asian boy. We mm -hmm. ran that red. We ran that press. It was so bad. They asked us to take. We had to take it off yeah. in like the second half. Yeah. But and then that was that. I think that that gave me like a very profound respect for you too, because I just seen my t my team that I thought was like doomed forever. And I watched everybody's mindsets transform mm -hmm. after that game. Everybody, um, remember Greg? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm great. Even Greg was like, I, I got the J. Yeah. I just got to know where to put it. I just got to know how, man, to and be able to man. do that. So what is your, what's your, when you see a kid that you know has got potential, mm -hmm. what's your process like to see him from where you get him day one? Cause you know you got X amount of time with them. Mm -hmm. That's another thing too. You don't. Have, you really don't have a lot of time with these kids. Maybe yeah. three to four months. There is there is an evaluation because you either can tell. So the evaluation is like you can tell either they got the moves right. So you can see he's got the moves. He has the athletic ability or she. Mm -hmm. So you're like, all right, now I need to bring that out of you. I need to bring that out of you. I need to bring your mind, your body. And everything to the level where you need to see what I see. Because mm. if you can't see what I see, then you're always going to be where you are. And I, I just take it. I'm like, let loose. Mm. I said, let loose. Don't be in the box. Don't be in the box. If you can run as fast as you can <laughs> run, yeah. right? Run that fast. If you're going to make a mistake, make a mistake 100 miles a minute. Mm. You know, especially playing sports. At least that you know that you are going 100 miles a minute. Then you figure out how to control it. If you can handle the ball, but you're only handling mm. it to the point where you are in control, then you, you're you not coming out your box. You need to see how fast you can throw a crossover. How fast can you get to the lane? How quick can you get your jump shot off and still be precise? Like, there's things that kids don't, they're so scared to go there. They're trying to please everybody, but they don't try to please themselves. Oh, you, you want to play at the next level? Okay, so this is what we need to get you to. Hmm. If you don't know... The nomenclature of, of of what we're talking about, then this is another thing that we have to get into. But from most kids that I see, I just push their mindset, mm. and I push them to get tired. I push them to get hungry. Like I tell kids this story all the time. I tell kids when they play for me, and it's the craziest thing. But I push you so hard that you ask me to come out the game. You're gonna ask me to come out the game. I promise you. He ain't lying. Don't ask for no water. Oh, God. Don't I, ask for no water, I bro. Forget about it. Yo, listen. <laughs> no, he's not lying. Listen, Don't ask for no boy, water. My boy, Mr. Javon Brown, plays for Central Connecticut. Oh, boy. He'll tell you. He'll tell you the story. 
He begged me to come out the game. Now we're talking about a Division One All American through high school through college, and he played basketball for me. He would tell you that he begged me to come out the game. He was playing so well, so good. He was the highest scorer. He was so tired. Mm. He was like, he's like, ah. he's tapping his head. That was the signal. Tap your head to get out the game. And he was like, I said, I looked at his parents. His parents said no. Wow. And yeah, I said no neither. Because See, that's a big thing too. Because parental support is huge. Oh my God. It's unbelievable. And it's the biggest like lack. You know, just to drop your kids off is nothing. This is what I'm trying to tell you. My father, my father, I rest his soul, but my father see me run track before he died. <laughs> One time. Wow. Crazy. Yo, you know what's crazy? My dad only came to one of my track meets. And I was just, I was going to give up. I didn't even know he came. I, it was, a, I was running, the, um, I was running the corner. I think it was a 300. And, and I, your father was no joke. I heard stories about back, him running track. Track, ball. Mm-hmm. I heard my dad was a killer ball player, which I believe because my brother Tyrell is too. I don't know about that. Bro, let me tell you something, bro. I seen Tyrell play. We all look like Charlie John in the way. <laughs> I see that he's never played, but no, I, I heard stories about your. Yo, he was sitting on that fence, and I was losing too. Um, one of my boys was winning on my teams. So I was like, "Go ahead, you can take it, bro. I'll be winning all these events all day and go right ahead." Yep. My dad said, "Get him, man, get him!" And I looked. I'm like, "Dad, these I'm on. I'm on one. I'm on. I'm on one bend. Mm-hmm. They're already starting to straight away." Mm-hmm. So I'm like, bro, I still got to take this curve <laughs> and straight away 100 yes. yards just to catch him up. I looked at my dad. I heard, go, Mel, go. I just hit a gear. And you're right. It's something. It's something mentally. Mm-hmm. It's something. It's something where it's something when support can get you to another level of your game. Mm-hmm. And that's what hit me in track and field because that's just a single man sport. Like that's yeah. solely you. And I needed that. Yeah. I needed that because I hate teammates. <laughs> And there you go. <laughs> now you know that he loves track. But when my dad said go, I won the race. I came. I remember I came. Like let's say that's the finish line. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I was I was that was neck and neck. My boy thought he won. He mm-hmm. went across, you know, all tired and shit. Mm-hmm. And I came around the corner. Every time I won, I put my two fingers up like you saying, "Boat." Mm-hmm. And I looked at him. I put my fingers up. He was like, he just he went like this. He was like, "How you do that?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yo, that pulled something out of me." That is so huge. The support when. Kids see their parents on the sideline, and sometimes it's a crippling thing too. But as mm-hmm. you said, it is a sport thing because I've been to all my son's events, mm-hmm. every sport he played, everything he knows where I'm at on. We even have our own handshake and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just because I didn't get that kind of support. And That's kind of why I said that too. Yep, you learn different things when you've grown up. Like you take, you'll take things from your parents that you liked, things that you didn't like. You see why. They mm. did what they did. And you're like, oh, okay. Now you got your own kids. You're like, yep, yep, yep. Mm. He's getting ass whoopings. Yep. Mm. <laughs> you, know yeah. you see that stuff, but um, <laughs> but like I, I go to like I go to all my son's stuff. It's great to see them be successful. It's great mm. to see them get past it. Now the bad part about some of that stuff is, and this is only I think because they're young. When they're young, it's oh, you have to run sprints, and you look over at your parents. And like you don't want to run sprints because you tired. Like help me, oh I don't want to run. And that's probably like 
third grade up to six or yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you coach all, you coach all ranges, oh, yeah. all ranges. Oh yeah. And I'm like, oh, don't look at them. They can't save you. Yeah, they pay. <laughs> Real talk, like I can't get. I'm hey, you gonna run. Yeah, you gonna run. <laughs> you gonna matter of fact do an extra one just for that. Yeah, man. And but that's 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 just what it's about. Like support is huge. So what would you say to like the parents of the athletes? That you be training and stuff Because I know You've seen a lot of children You dealt mm. with a lot of attitudes oh. You dealt with a lot of minds mm-hmm. You dealt with a lot of Freaking humans I hate humans bro <laughs> But like You've dealt with that So especially And really key in on this On Norwich Key mm. in on Norwich Like what's like that number one I want to say fault But what's that number one trend That you see in these kids That if they remove that factor To help them mentally They mm. would make it The entitlement Ooh the entitlement is it's, it's so huge. Um, different eras is always a different entitlement. Um, I quote this from my boy Mark Jones. We was sitting there and we was talking and we were sitting there like I said. He said, "Nope, I'm sorry, it wasn't even Mark. It was my boy um, Peter Camp who was the principal at Kelly." And never forgot we were sitting there talking. He said, "Look, he said, look all these kids. We was at a basketball trial." He said, look, all of them drinking Gatorade. He said, everybody in there drinking Gatorade, Gatorade bottles. The parents bought them Gatorades. And I'm sitting there like, damn. At first, I didn't get it. And then he was like, he said, when we were growing up, did we get Gatorade bottles? Did our parents bring us waters and stuff like that? That water fountain in the back of Kelly? There you go. (laughs) There you go. I didn't get no Gatorade. (laughs) That's a sense of entitlement that people think about. It starts from the littlest things. Gatorade. All the way up, it's, it's that shoes, the bag, the sleeves, the sleeves, all the hoodies, the headphones, anything. All that helps them become a better athlete. And we take away the, we took away the the the, the self work that they should be doing to get to the next level. As a coach, yes, we are supposed to push them and get them to where they need to be, and, and train them and teach them and all that stuff. But a lot of times now, even with Norwich is a sense of entitlement. Even some of the best players that are are good, they still have a sense of entitlement because a lot of these kids still think I'm a Division One player. I don't knock no one's dreams. <laughs> I don't. I don't knock no one's dreams. But the greatest thing is you put yourself around people who are like minded. So I'm around coaches. I'm around coaches who played at the highest level, teach at the highest level, Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. And I like information because that's how I keep learning. He said, do you know how hard it is to play Division One basketball? How hard it is to play Division One football? How hard it is to get there and to make a name for yourself and how the recruiting process happened. And a lot of these kids in Norwich, there's nothing wrong with your dreams. I'd say go for it. But you also got to honestly think. And you put yourself in the perspective you're in a full game. Did I leave everything on the floor? Did I help? Did I double team? Did I dive on the floor? Mm. Did I jump for that last rebound? Did mm. Am I tired after this game? Am I breathing like I done lost my wind? That's a I, good point. See, and these kids think that they're so entitled and they think that they work so hard. And then they go home and they complain to their parents. Oh, Coach Lee, put me in the game. And get right on 2K. And, yeah, get on 2K. Oh, Coach didn't do blah, blah, blah. You you did you watch the same game I was watching? <laughs> did you did you hustle for that? Did you see? No, 
And a lot of times parents step in where they don't, where they should be letting their kids grow. And that's another growing point. And I, and we talking about we could talk a lot about noise, but I'm pretty sure it's everywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely everywhere. But don't send your parents in there to talk for you when you want to talk to a coach, especially if you're in high school. Yes, because this is the step for you being a grown woman. Yeah, a grown this man. Is, yeah, and a grown man and becoming more established. Like go in there and talk to the coach. You're on the team for a reason, <laughs> so that part we understand. Now you're trying to get more playing time. Go in there and talk to him. Go in there and, 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 and establish a better relationship or, and get the answers that you want and say what's on your mind. It doesn't change that you're going to get kicked off the team because you spoke to them. You know, we're having an equal, respectful conversation. Coach, what am I doing not to get to get on the floor? Hmm. You know what I mean? I know you have me on this team. Why do you have me on this team? Well, what's your purpose for me? Yeah. It's a good attitude yeah. that you probably make one out of every 20 times you might see. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I was, I was definitely an entitled because I knew I was fast. I knew I was fast. Yeah. So I knew I was entitled and you know I wasn't a very humble player, but it took you. You, you were one of the only coaches to be able to like maintain me because I would walk right off that court and I would not care. <laughs> I don't know where I got that from, but I just <laughs> walked right off. But you and Coach Evans, yeah. one day Coach, he cussed me out at West Ames. He put me in my place so well, and, mm. and and that's what that's why I really want you up here, because people don't understand like as a coach and stuff, you have to deal with these little people. Mm. That was my next question: How do you deal with with that that sense of entitlement? How do you deal with molding players who are like that? Because I believe it's like you said, it's error based. Really, mm-hmm. this guy be on the worst. Oh, listen. <laughs> so where I coach at now. We have a lot of talent. We have tons of talent. And we have a lot of parents that have been athletes. Mm. And so, you know, we definitely tell kids, you, you know, you always can listen to your family. Yeah. So when you become a coach and you are at an establishment, you understand that this is still our team and we are a family. And what happens in the family is supposed to stay in the family. Mm. Nothing that where it's, you know, uh, that we're hurting a kid or anything like that or whatever. But if we having these conversations, we're going to have these conversations. Dealing with kids who are, they know that they're good, but sometimes at some stakes they think, okay, my my dad played at this level. Oh. And... That, you know, he gives me really great advice. Right. That's what he's supposed to do. <laughs> he's supposed to give you great advice and everything like that. But understand, this is what we're playing at. And this is the level that we're playing at. And you should be playing at a great level. But also understanding, like, this is what we got going on here. You know what I mean? And sometimes your role is not what you think. Your role ain't 20 points a game. Mm. Your role is to be the hustle man. Dive. Be the garbage man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, when you got it going, you got it going. You know? And it's it sometimes breaking kids down and understanding, like, listen, yeah, you good. You could go to that other school and play. You could go to the other. Yeah, I know. You can, could go to the other school and start and stuff like that. You can do that. But are you going to get the same coaching items? Are you going to have someone tell you, like, listen, 
you fucking up right now. <laughs> Probably not. You know what I mean? You're you're you you got coaches. You got coaches just let kids talk to you any type of way. The respect factor is huge when it comes to coaching. I know you seen that joint change. Oh man, I have to let loose on people, and I know how to go. I know how to go zero to sixty in like seconds. Because because I, I don't heard kids say to me, "Oh, but the other coach lets me." Well, do I look like that other coach? <laughs> do 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 I look like the other coach? Do and you know what? Sometimes you got to prove your point to them. Mm. You watch them play. And you tell them stuff and you show them film and everything like that. And it's like, oh, like I'm trying to tell you, I studied the game. I'm not, I wasn't a division one athlete. Could have been. Yes. If I would have focused on certain sports that I was really great at, but I'm a student of the game and I always keep reading. I always Mm. keep looking. I keep coaching because everybody has different coaching styles. And that's a huge thing too. But like you said, how do you deal with them? Sometimes you just got to break them down and show them the reality and stuff. Mm, Say in a video game. Oh, listen, when we sh- we do film. Film is the greatest <laughs> thing I have ever seen for a kid to break down their ego. Okay, yeah, because they can't deny it. You, it's, there you it's go. literally right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. and, and, and sometimes you got to show them, and then when the parents come talk to you, oh. and they're like, well, we just showed him the film. Did you watch the film too? Because as you can see, he's not playing no defense. As you can see, he, he he scored, but we needed stops, and he didn't get those stops and stuff. So it's just, just showing them where their mistakes are, letting them know this is what you're doing wrong. And the biggest thing that we talk about a lot of is breaking habits. Mm. They, I'm talking about from, the, from every time you shoot the ball and you clap your hands and you miss the shot. <laughs> That's a bad habit mm. from... Missing layups and always cursing and swearing. That's a bad habit. Even from falling on the floor, not getting up. Not getting immediately up. And, and to run back. That's I can't selfish, stand that. That's a selfish act. To not get back at all, it's that's how, that means you don't give a shit about the mother four players on the other side. I right. Bro, that's why I don't play outside no more. I'd be like, yo, are you going to... You came to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People is... is, is, is a, it, like you said, it's a team sport. From basketball to football and everything. So what you do reflects everybody else. So we have to make sure that you understand that. You can't come to a high school team like, yo, I'm about to kill them. I'm drop 30. I don't know what I'm saying. Just keep feeding me the ball. What your actions is, it will still affect everybody else. And mm. we deal with a lot of personalities. A lot of personalities. And then we have meetings, too. We have meetings with our kids. That's good. And we throw it on the table. No, that's good to hear. Yo, we... we we throw it on the table. Tell me why you don't like what he does. We just like that to the kids. And they're afraid to. Now that's when you're doing something. When they come out and say, you know what, Mal? I don't like the way that you look me off every time they get the ball and I'm open you don't give me the ball. I think a lot of times that you don't play hard defense. Do you know how hard it is to hear from one of your peers? Mm. But once you get it on the table, it's all out. Yeah, you might be mad. But now it's our job as a coach to say, you know what? Now you hear this. What are you going to do? What are we going to do about it? What we're going to do about it. Now you guys hear that. Let's work on being together now. Let's work on giving up good for great. Mm. It was a good shot, but you gave me a great shot. Let's work on working past the mistakes, getting rid of those bad habits. So that's what we work on. And man, for our school, it looked like it worked great. 
That carries. That carries on. That carries on even even when I play now. Yeah. Even doing them suicides. Yeah. Everybody be like, man, you be up and down that court. I played with the kids the other day, and it was just like, yo, yo, he's passing the ball like it's crazy. One kid played with me, Wes, and somebody else. Yo, he was just running the floor. He said, this is so easy. I said, yeah, you know this one. It's goes, easy, right? I'm like, yeah, we're only doing like four or five passes. But I'm like, because I respect what he does. I respect what you do. You respect what I do. As long as you catch it. Just say, make it work. You make it work. Now you right. It's so much easier when you just just mm-hmm. pass the ball. <laughs> <laughs> the game is such easy and it slows down and once your cues up yeah. and everything like that. That's the fastest motion of the balls when you pass it. Mm-hmm. It don't move that fast in your hand. But I think that's the greatest thing about for me with basketball is dealing with all those personalities and then making them work. Yeah. When you work with little kids, they just want to please and they'll do anything. Yeah, they'll cry off the first you know, basket. It is what it is, but you that's a great feeling. But then when you go even higher, and then when you get to high school, because these kids are getting ready to play college ball. These kids are getting, getting ready to play AAU. They're getting ready to play elite games. They're ready to get, you know what I mean? And they're getting trained by five different coaches. But if five different coaches tell you the same exact thing in five different ways, then you're like, damn. My little high school coach knows what he's talking about. Mm. I'm trying to tell you, brother. Like we played against great players too before. That's true. You coach for a reason. That's yeah, true. Yeah. That's it true. It wouldn't give you the job if you didn't really know what you was doing. Or some people, I don't want to blow nobody's spot up. But some <laughs> people, you know, get jobs on the low and don't have to do anything. Mm. But it is what it is. Oh man, I, I like I said, I respect you, and I respect your love for the game, your passion for the game, the pat, your passion for the kids, for the for the people, not even for the kids, because you over here doing adult workout, mom yeah. workout. Go ahead, shout out what you do. Yo, I I do it also. DHW Athletics. We have the website www.dhwathletics.com. Um, so we do a mentor program. We do. Uh, a mom's class We do basketball We do football We do trainings um, Speed, agility Strength and conditioning um, We got the AAU program now And stuff like that And we just believe in You know Building up the community Building up Everybody that's around us And One of the biggest things That I always seen When I taught the kids Who go to high school Who played high school ball Or play High school Anything when they go to graduate, they don't love the sport no more. I was gonna ask you that. How? What do you? What do you have to say to kids? Somebody like me, right? I was. I graduated. Had all this talent, all this speed, mm-hmm. but because, like, because I wasn't taught the next step, like what you can do after after high school, mm-hmm. I never really pursued it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, what what would you say to them kids who you know they got the talent, they may not. Like the recruiting, mm-hmm. like there's so much that we don't get educated on, right. especially in high school sports. Oh my god, you are so right. The, the that's the biggest thing you said too. They don't have the information to understand what comes next after high school. So, like you were saying, you probably couldn't with the college and ran sports. Hell yeah, they, that's why they have Division three, Division mm-hmm. two, Division one. I know kids now who are really see when coaches take interest in certain kids. They feed them the right information or they put them in the right yeah. situation. You don't feed the whole team. Right. Exactly. You don't feed the whole team. No, you're right. And my goal, one of my other goals, just to get a plug in, is to get kids to the next level. Is get kids to the next level. We got a lot of things that we've been doing as well. We take kids to football camps, basketball camps through DHW. 
we take them to the camps. Wow. So that they can get looked at and teach them how to go approach coaches, how to communicate with them. Let them know what they do. Because you might be that kid you, they don't even know about. This, you know how many walk-ons walk on to Division One, Division Two, and become the pro athlete? Yeah, a lot of pros. And a lot of pros. And my biggest thing I tell everybody, and I speak from the kid who started in games from basketball, football, and all that, to the kid who sat on the bench. I'm talking from that perspective. Because, mm. right, you have your superstars on your team. I'm the kid who comes off the bench who probably put up some numbers, Work just as hard as anybody else. I probably could go play somewhere else, but no one, like you said, don't share the information. You don't quit. Don't quit that part. You can get the information. There's so much out there. If you want to talk to somebody, you can always call, but you just got to keep going and searching for that information. It, 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 you can get it. If you want to go to school, find a school that has the sports. You know what I mean? Like, you could start at a, a JUCO college or community college. Yeah, I see a lot of people doing that. And then you can move up. And you're like, yo, I, I think I can compete with these guys. You start to see what they're doing in the game, what you can do and what they can't do. You can compete with anybody. And all you got to do is just keep believing in yourself. If the coach didn't feed you the information, you can always ask the coach, say, hey, how do I go about applying for this school? Can I go to this community college and play sports here and stuff like that? And if it's a real coach and he has your best interest at heart, then yeah, he will. He'll tell you what you need to hear, you know. And when you get to college, though, it's a whole nother ball level. Yeah, see that, and that's what I mean. Nobody really like. I've never had a coach sit down and be like, "Listen, after rec, after high school, like this is your options." Yeah. A B C D. Because most of the times we're just getting thrown right back out <laughs> to the street. My, my guidance counselor, when I was in school, uh, what's his name? Because I don't like him. Um, <laughs> not Crowley. I cannot think of his name, and I swear I just seen him another day. I say <laughs> nothing to him. but And don't hold on to anger, people. But for me, I, I felt some type of way. Mm. Because guidance counselors are supposed to. That is their job. They call guidance, guidance. counselors. They are supposed to say to you, hey, do you want to go to college? What do you want to do? They should be helping you with some of the stuff that they're going. I don't care how many kids they see. Hmm. That's what they got paid for. Mm. Tax dollars pay them. And that's what they should be saying. They should be asking you, where do you want to go? My my guidance counselor did not even want to ask me or say, oh, you want to go to college. They didn't even ask me. They didn't even ask me. You know who helped me get into college? Mr. Reggie Bullock. Hmm. Um, Mr. Rovashad. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Neil Curling. Hmm. Neil helped write a letter to help me get into school. Rovashad's the one that helped me get into college because of football. He said, the coaches are here to see you and want you to play. He said, they want to meet you, blah, 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 blah. I met with them and everything like that. Then um, Mr. Reggie Bullock helped me with the SATs, the CLEP testing. Wow. All that stuff. Stuff they don't tell you about. Listen, I don't even know how to get into school. You know how I thought you get into college? You keep playing sports. Someone sees you and says, hey, you want to come to college? That's how I thought. That's literally how we all think it is. That's what I thought. I didn't know that you have to apply. I didn't know you had to take SATs. I didn't know you needed a certain GPA. I didn't know that you can CLEP test some of your classes. Hmm. 
I didn't know none of this stuff. None of this stuff. So why do you think a school like I'm just I'm just using NFA as an example because obviously it's the you know yeah. predominant school of the area. Yeah. You know why don't they have opportunities like that? Because clearly they have talent that can go to these different leagues. I think they got an MLB. Uh, I believe they got the NFL. I don't think they have the NBA. Did they get the NBA yet? Do we have anybody in the NBA I don't, from NFA? I don't think so. I think no. that's the one we didn't make yet. Maybe some overseas players, but no, nobody in the like, NBA. Like, why, as a, like as large as their program is, mm-hmm. and we ain't going to speak about their program, but as mm-hmm. large as their program is, matter of fact, we can. This is why I made this platform. Mm-hmm. As large as it is, why isn't that? You know, something they take on, you know, helping these kids, you know, go here, go there, especially in sports. So, I'm not even going to lie. They do to a certain extent. And, like, I know some of the athletes that they've seen in that. Yeah. Some of them athletes really are that are that kid. They, they're that deal. You know what I mean? And some other kids don't, um, don't, uh, Prime example, um, Mr. Terry Williams. Uh-huh. Terry Williams in high school, he was short. He was a scrawny kid. I swear to God, after high school, kid jumped to like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, Tall as shit. Went to the NIT, <laughs> became All-American mm. kid, dropping points, played in the Pro-Am. Like, stuff like that happens. So that's a, those, are type, those type of situations right there. Like, he, he just shot up out the blue, man. His skill level was probably always there. He just shot up, hmm. and it, it changes the game. And then he pursued going to school and going where he wanted to go and doing what he wanted to do. Got his degree and everything like that. So that's one thing. Now with NFA, it's hard. It's a double school, which is one of the largest schools around. And you know, it's it's a tough one. So I don't I don't want to put it all on the school, but it's also about a kid. Who, you know, oh, you have the talent, right? Yeah. Great. Do you have the grades? That's another thing. Two, yeah. do, you, do you really want it? Because putting that energy into somebody who doesn't want it, and then the kid who's just as, you run a 10-1, he runs an 11-2, mm. but he's the one that got the grades, he's the one that wants it. You got it all pure talent. Who am I going to invest in? It shouldn't be like that, and we can approach that, but if, I keep asking you get your grades up, do this, mm, do that. Do but you don't do it. If you don't want it, I can't yeah, get it. To you. I can't I can't do that. That's, I'm wasting energy on somebody who doesn't want to do what they're supposed to do. Oh, you're right. You know what I mean? And with NFA, I, I I can see that with some athletes. But then also there's also things behind it. Like I said, there's so many variables behind it. Some kids may not be great writers. Some kids may not be great test takers. You know what I mean? But they got the skills to get to where they need to be. So, but I just think um, a funny a funny note that people don't know. I don't think NFA used to play in the CCC, hmm. and the CCC was where all the top schools would play at. So you play against Hill House, you play against Bloomfield, you play against hmm. some of the bigger schools, and then they created this ECC, <laughs> Eastern Connecticut Conference. Where you're playing nothing but like the East Limes, the Waterfords, the you're not playing against. There's talent in those schools, but if you're playing in the CCC, where the scouts go, the scouts go big time, hmm. and you're playing against kids who are already ranked. Hmm. You know what I mean? We have some kids ranked in our in our little in our ECC, 
But if we're playing against the the big timers, then you 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 see what's going on. And and if they don't get to that level until for basketball until you get unless you schedule the games or if you make it into the state championships and those those semifinal games and all that stuff, that's when you start playing the big time schools. Mm, that's when we start losing. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, they, they did the thing this oh, year. Oh, this year? I, yeah. I didn't really pay attention to too, too much this year. When they got that new athletic director and they started playing nothing but double L schools and they put the right coaches in the right position. So that's when they, I, started, I think they started blooming, you know, and they started winning and they're playing everywhere. You know what I mean? And there's, there's a lot of athletes to think for that because they changed the program that way. Mm. And you got to think the coaches because the coaches are now got teams that are winning and kids know how to play their role. And you got coaches that care that want to get these kids to college. Mm. You know what I mean? But NFA, they, they, they do do their thing. But sometimes, you know, I think, as everybody knows, there's a lot of politics that play in there, man. Mm. It's just too much. Mm. And, you know, people are scared to speak up, say something. And it's quickly in the public and quickly swept under the rug, hmm. you know. So, hmm. it's all it's all a money game. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the bag. Yeah. <laughs> and if they can keep giving John Smith the bag, you know, they ain't gonna care about Lamar Michaels. They're gonna give it to John Smith because yeah. it's John Smith. Now that and that's I've I've heard that a lot lately. Now that I'm older, now you know I I've heard it a lot. Like this has been a, a bad issue for. X amount of years. It is, and, it and is. honestly, man, I know we. I'm. We, listen, I. This is like a regular conversation to me and him. We can do this for hours. Yeah. That's why I'm glad you you started doing this because one thing Jr. Smith just said it in a um, podcast. We always we always is going to these gyms. We always going to Renegade Planet Fitness. We always going to NFA. We always going to St. B's. Mm-hmm. Like, when niggas gonna get their own? <laughs> yes, I've seen that. I seen that. I seen that. Yo, like, I'm just like I said, I'm a fish in a big pond right now. Mm, and uh, mm. and the biggest thing I've learned for myself and my son always tells me, which I that's what I love about him. He tends to tell me things that I could do better and I should do better. And and I and I take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. And marketing, being personable, talking to people, introducing yourself. Like yesterday at our trials, I shook Everybody's hand. That's it. I introduced myself, tell them who I was, what I do. Means you care, bro. You know what I mean? And and I just kept doing that because you know what? I'm it's gonna come. Mm. It's gonna grow. Just like your podcast is gonna grow, our program's gonna grow. And as it keeps getting bigger and as my name keeps going through people's mouths and they hear it here, they hear it there, I'm getting invited to stuff here, it's gonna grow. It it is. Mm. And I'm just gonna keep pushing and my style of coaching to my style of working with kids. Very different. To to just, you know, building that bond with them. And listen, and the, the other biggest thing that I, I love about all the kids that I coach, they always think about where they're going for their next step. So a lot of kids I have in college, I'm always asking them, what are they doing? What are they up to? Mm. You know, I have a kid that I've been coaching for God knows how long, this kid uh, named Yanni. Mm-hmm. Colchester, um, he's going to school to be a doctor. He wow. plays he plays college football. I think neurosurgeon or something he was saying. Whoa, he going yeah. for the big one. Oh yeah, he's no joke. Parents, hardworking people, you know what I mean? They understand what hard work means. They do great for their kids and stuff like that. And 
his their son is definitely a prime example of what hard work means. Mm. Not entitled. He understands being prompt on time. I've been working on this kid forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he just tells me like how his confidence is. We set goals. Mm. And that's the biggest thing I do in my programs too. We set goals. Mm. We set to where you really want to be. And if that's where you want to be, I'm going to tell you what you need to, to get, get there. there. Yeah. Now, if you ain't willing to do what it takes to get there, that's you. You know what I'm saying? And understand <laughs> and accept your consequences and accept. Now, if you know that you worked as hard as you were supposed to be, it'll come. You mean I get, we didn't get everything we wanted because I thought we can get him to all state, but he got every other accolade that he needed, but we didn't get all state. And that was the only one we didn't get, but you know, now he's playing college football. Can't beat that. I know. You dream of doing that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. You can only dream. This is my last question for you because I think it's important. How do you mentally as a coach keep yourself composed, you know, like day to day? Like what is it in your mind that that's like, okay, I know even when you're losing, you mm -hmm. may be like, I got a losing. You may, I'll be honest, I've been losing my whole life. <laughs> nah, trust and believe me, I don't think you have. Me personally. I mean, seeing the teams I've been on, yeah. For the most part, are you you're looking at it as a sport? Oh yeah, as a sports. I'm not looking at it as a. Oh, okay. I, I won. I shouldn't be here right now. Um, looking at that, I feel like that question is like a two part question. But I've been in those situations where we don't lost every game, you know, and you think about how do you keep motivating kids to keep coming back and they lose every game. And they could have lost the game in the beginning of the season from 20 points down to four points. Mm, they still lost still, the game. They're still going to feel that. But you see the growth. Mm. So as long as you keep seeing the growth, you got to keep that in mind and keeping that there. Now, for me as a coach, I'm like, damn, what can I do to keep changing? But they're learning. They're growing. And you all coaches need people to talk to, too. Mm. And that's why we watch film And that's when we go over And we're like oh can I use the timeout there What can I do Can I put this person in a different position And it's just like If you love the sport And you love what you do Mentally You have to be as strong for your team Because you are the leader of your team And you're the coach And they follow you And they're willing to go into battle with you mm. 20 games And they come into battle with you every game mm. That's Unbelievable! That's the crazy motivation, right there. For them to say, "I'm keep coming back," and I'm coming into motivation. And could you imagine the stuff that they go through? Damn! All you guys do is lose. Oh, it was a great game. It was a great battle. But mm. if me, I, it's, it's all about that energy. I keep the energy, even when I don't think I'm gonna win. And coaches <laughs> think that way, like, "Yo, they're good. They're good." Mm. But you, we we have measured standards. Like if this kid is, if the, if the team is ranked. That when playing is like number one, mm -hmm. and in the first quarter is twenty six to twenty five. Oh, I'm in it. Mm. No, I'm you're in right. It. You know, you're right. I'm in it. You're right. Yo, we're in it. Basketball, anything could happen. Yeah. that's why I love Football basketball. Too, though. Think about it. If you're that's in, true. If you're in the game, then it comes down to if the game is 45, 46 in the fourth quarter. This is strategy now. Yeah. This is when this comes in for you. Yeah. The thinking process. The like. All right. What I'm gonna do. What's he thinking? What I'm gonna do? Chess. We're playing chess. Chess. Yes. Chess. I think a lot of us athletes, we don't really catch that mental part. That that's something that really, you know. I think Kobe Bryant really taught me how to do it too, mm. especially with footwork. 
Yeah. Once I learned to read somebody's foot, I remember you told me watch the watch the hips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you tell me watch the hips on defense. Oh yeah. But where their hip goes, that's what that's which way their body's going. So then I said okay, and then I remember you also told me do one move and go to basket. Yeah. Leave all that extraness behind. I would do that one. I watch his hip. I see his hip go. I'm like, it's a science. Yeah. Like and plus you you're faster than most kids. There's some kids who aren't faster. So they might need two of their moves. You're, mm. you're faster than them. So what are you wasting time trying <laughs> to hit them with six moves and they're just sitting there looking at you? Like, not even moving. Yeah. You exert you exerting energy. Yeah. They just chilling. Okay, and that's what coaches like. Coaches, coaches, you know, it's funny. Someone told me the other day, it was like, coaches, when they come in the room to recruit you, that you're, you're the star player. You're dropping 30 points a game, 10 assists, three steals. Two blocks mm. with some decent stats. The coach comes in the room and he's watching everybody play. Now you're losing. You know the coach watches. How do you handle losing? Hmm. How do you handle that? I don't think athletes be thinking that process either when they're losing. Mm. They just let it all, all emotions. Right. How do you handle that? They look at your body language. They hmm. see if you slump down. They see if you're still in the game engaged. I'm the leader of this team. I'm this big term scorer. How do I keep my team engaged? Because you may go to Kentucky and have a losing season. Hmm. But how do you handle that? Hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the, that's, this is so huge. This day and age with sports and kids and with the entitlement and, mm-hmm. and all you know how to do is complain every time you lose <laughs> and stuff like that. And sometimes kids go home to parents like that. Oh, you know, the coach was stupid. Your coach should have did this, that, and the third. Mm. You don't hate us when we're winning. I mean, you don't hate us when we're, when we're winning. Winning, yeah. Losing. Now you want to go. Now, now the coach is this. Now the coach is that. Now the you know, it's, you go on for days understanding, like, what it is when you're coaching. Mm. How they, you know, they love you one day and then they hate you the next. You know what I mean? Hmm. It's, 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 but it's fun, though. That's how you deal with it. That's and that's what I love that you do it is you do it with passion, you do it with the fun, and you do it like you transform lives. I don't think you've realized how many kids like you probably see it. How many kids you probably have literally saved their lives from whether they could have been drugged, anything. Yeah. Kept them out of a lot of bad situations. Like going to practice instead of going to a party or something. Yo, there's so many kids I think about and it's like, I don't even know. Mm. I don't even know. I don't even know how many kids that I, I'd have encountered and met. Some of them I still talk to, yeah. myself and yeah. a few other, but like, I just don't know. It's a lot of kids. And you only see them for like two, three hours a day, so you don't know what they're going home to. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. That's a whole conversation yeah. in itself. It is, it is man. And <laughs> it's what they got to go home to. And it is, and I can, I relate to a lot of them. I relate to a lot of them, and I tell them, I tell people all the time from where I was. To where I've been To hmm. what they're going through And they think that They're the only person Because as a kid I thought the same thing mm. I'm the only person Going through this You know So I definitely um, I definitely can relate With kids I tell them all the time From From parents Being on drugs To being homeless To having no lights To mm. Single parent To um, You know Father being a mother To mm. You've probably seen it all. I, listen, I, that's why I tell them I can relate. I'm Air Force. So mm. like I told you, I've been from the bottom. I've been to the top. I had no place to live at one point, being this, comparing to 
being in the Air Force, going to college, taking three years off, taking a year off each year from college, losing a parent, mm. parent dying, drug addict stuff, all kinds. Of, like, I've seen it all. So mm. I don't, I don't, I don't use none of it for an excuse. None of it. Hmm. I just can't. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I just can't. I just don't know how to because I refuse to let anybody tell me what I can't do. I'm surviving right now. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. I made some steps in my life to where I'm at. I'm happy. I'm able to provide for my family and stuff like that. But I'm not stopping there. <laughs> I just, I'm just not stopping there. <laughs> I want to be comfortable. I tell people, one of the things I tell people, comfortable to me because I'm a, I'm a person who grew up poor. Comfortable to me is buying a pair of sneakers and not worrying about paying the bill. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I could buy these sneakers and not worry about it coming from bill money. Ah. Uh, I know it sounds crazy. No, that's, that's, that's very comfortable. That's realistic <laughs> to me, though. That's very comfortable. It's realistic to that's me. That's how it should be. Yeah, it's just realistic to me. I, I tell you, like, I can't go buy a pair of sneakers and think this is coming from some other bill money or something like that. This is why I work so hard to build this, do this, do that. And I think anybody else out there who's got their own brands, doing their own thing, listen, just like you see millionaires selling merch, mm. you see millionaires doing podcasts now, you see millionaires getting picked up from everywhere, you see people doing um, um, motivational speakings and stuff like that. Man... You can do the same exact thing in your time for right now. Get better at it. Keep doing it. See, you guys are from the era. You guys got the um, the internet. The internet is boofing right now. Yes, <laughs> that joint is it, it's getting sick. But that joint, if you do it right, it can take off. My bad, y'all. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's why. I, that's why me and my cousin jumped on this. He was like, "Yo, you know what I'm doing this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make no t-shirt. Right. You know what I'm saying? And me, I." I want it all. I tell everybody, I'm not being greedy. I just want it all. I want my own merch. Mm. I want my own merch. I want my own real estate. I got so many ideas that I'm ready to do. I just keep doing it. See, and that's why I love staying connected to you because you more than basketball. Oh, yeah. He had, he had a group, a small group of us here, a group of young entrepreneurs he knew that would, he presented us with an opportunity. And if you took it, you took it. If you didn't, you didn't. Like exactly. in the same exact room we're in right now. So, like, being connected to people like that, especially, and he's older than me. Like, he's older than me, and you still want to see me win. All the time. I think I want to see every, and that's a big point you just said. In this town in Norwich, <sighs> there are people who are opportunists. <sighs> they are opportunists. Every time they see it. <laughs> they're just opportunists. And I say it, and I say that truthfully. Mm. It is, they're not out for the people's best interest mm. and for me i always been like this anyone that knows me they'll tell you straight up even when you working with cheese i told him the same thing i said to him zach i said yo man keep doing your thing man i love everything that you do and when i say i try to big up anyone if i can help anyone i actually use cheese music in my videos with my kids working oh wow out. oh wow and cheese was like yo good look because you know what if cheese blows up at least i could say you know what I put his stuff in my video. I rock with him. I sat yeah. at the same table with him. Yeah. Just like now we're doing this. If you end up blowing up, I'm like, yo, I always been with him. 
Like I only yeah, yeah, you wouldn't just jump for the yeah, opportunity. I'm not, and I'm, mm. and if 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 I see stuff where people can make money, like I sent you that um that grant stuff. Oh, the grant, yeah, 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 yeah. You're always sending me stuff. He's always sending. Like once a month, I get something from him. He's like, "Yo, look into it. See if it's for you." And yeah, I hit him back, be like, "Oh, I got, I need this. Dude, I need that." You, sh- I tell everybody, if you're gonna really invest in your community, invest in it. I shouldn't be looking for nothing back. You should never be looking for something back. It'll come back to you. Like they always say to me, the money will come. If you listen to celebrities like um, Nipsey Hussle and all mm-hmm. that, they always say, the money will come. You just got to stick to the plan and keep grinding and keep grinding and keep grinding mm-hmm. and take advantage of your opportunities that come to you. Even if they're talking about, oh, can you just do a quick interview? Yo, I'll do a quick interview. Yes, sir, I will. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It'll come. And like with this, I've been grinding for a long time, man, so... I'm waiting for the coming. I hope people keep bringing their kids, and I hope they keep coming. And I hope that our major goal is to get our facility. So when we get our facility, yo, when they get that facility, nobody <laughs> can't tell us. Anything. We've been we've been talking about it for years, but when we get that facility, yep. it's gonna be everything you wanted. Yep, right in your own town. Yep, right in your own town. But nah, coach, I appreciate you. I ain't gonna hold you longer for this beautiful. It's nice outside. Yeah, finally, yeah, yeah. finally, 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 it's nice. <laughs> but nah, Coach Lamar, thank you for you know coming out here and, and you not only talking to you know me, but talking to the kids you interact with. Like oh, yeah. they're listening. Definitely, <laughs> I hope. Yeah, I hope so, and I hope everybody um definitely keep um rooting for us. Please check out the website. Check it out. You know what I mean, buy Con- some merch, y'all. Yeah, definitely contact me. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to build our, we're trying to build our nonprofit. So we're looking for members mm-hmm. to keep, you know, oh, so keep we coming can, back. Yeah. So we can put them on the website and we can do stuff. We're always looking for sponsorship. We're always looking for donations. You know, we just, that's what we're doing, man. And shout out to all our kids that, that keeps coming back. And yeah, shout out to you guys. Man. You know what I mean? You and make I'm, the program happen. I'm telling you, the more <laughs> successful you are, the more successful we are. The proof is in the pudding. That's all I keep telling people. Mm. Proof is right there. Nah, it is. The proof is right. Y'all, we got fucking backpacks. <laughs> I wish I had this joint. <laughs> what? Instead of I, that backpack right there is the one I, I used to play basketball in. Now I use it to carry on my podcast and stuff. There you go. But that's from the ground up. Though. It's from the ground up. Like, yeah. This is gonna be the bags are gonna get better than this. I ain't gonna hold you. This is nice. Yeah. You only yeah. have to do all this. This is nice. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely nice. But nah, getting there. Getting there. Yo, listen, I got in front of me Stemmy1988. Go check out his uh, cologne. Check it out. Use code Hoodie10, Stemmy1988.com. Check it out. Get that great fr- smelling fragrance. Some of y'all stink and you need it. But listen, I got a long day. I got to get out of here. I love y'all. Thanks for dropping by with me and Coach Lamar Michaels. Hit him up. Facebook, Instagram, DHW on Instagram. They got, um, Got the ball father out there shouting out the DHW stuff. Yeah, definitely. Man. Like it's this this is a program that's legit. A lot of us grow up wanting to be that hooper, wanting to be that football player, wanting to be that tennis player. It don't even matter what sport it is. Yeah. Like this is somebody you need to be looped in with if you want to take your 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 game. Not even physically, because anybody can do that physically. Anybody can give you that. You can go to you can go anywhere and get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But to get that mental aspect along with that physical aspect to make you better and what you need to be. Psh- Mm-hmm. Hit these guys up His son's just as amazing He's gonna be on here next time And again coach Thanks for coming Appreciate it Thanks Appreciate for talking it. with us Thanks for putting me on the almond milk And my coffee talking about. If you're lactose Almond milk guys I'm advertising Duncan 
Give me my advertisement, Duncan. (laughs) (laughs) Run me my money. No, I'm playing. Yeah, definitely. Bye, y'all. Peace out. What's good, Hoodie Talk family? Thank you for listening to this episode with me. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Listen, do me a favor before you skedaddle out of here. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Yes, please. Subscribe to our podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening right now. Be sure to subscribe, like, share, comment, do all that great stuff. Listen, I hope you have a fantastic day, and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace out, fam.